0: Welcome to Authentic Living with Roxanne on
1: Global Voice Radio. Join Roxanne Durhage and her thought-provoking conversations, the catalyst to live your life to the fullest. It's uh, Roxanne Durhage again. So nice that you tuned in yet again to Authentic Living with Roxanne. So today I have a very special guest and actually some exciting news. Um, So my new brand, the Authentic Connection Movement, is about to have its first event and we've been privileged to have some uh, awesome lineup of which uh, Mr. Dave Philipson is one of them and he's the CEO of CEO Space so um, today he's going to chat a little bit about um, what he does uh, in his world and with ce ceo specifically around um, networking and all the things that he does out there with entrepreneurs so dave thanks so much for joining me on um authentic living with roxanne today
0: my pleasure and uh, just so uh, i'm in uh, a good place i want to Uh, share that September Dorman is actually the CEO and uh, uh, Bernie Dorman is the founder. And uh, just a little bit of background on CEO Space. Bernie's uh, father was a mentor to people like Napoleon Hill, uh, Walt Disney, Zig Ziglar, uh, Buckminster Fuller. Um, you name it about just about any big name and, and that's it. I'll go through another list here. Uh, Jack Kennedy, Martin Luther King, W. Edwards Deming, W. Clement Stone, Earl Nightingale, Jim Rohn, uh, and many others. And then uh, Bernie has been uh, the uh, coach of the coaches. Any big name that's out there today, he has been a mentor too. And CEO Space came out of a – it, it actually started in Canada. It started at the, uh, the it started at the Hotel uh, near uh, Montreal uh, wow. about 30 years ago.
1: Well, 30. Wow! So it got started in Canada. So I'm so sorry for uh, saying. So your role or your title with CEO Space then is what, Dave?
0: Well, I'm often referred to as the director of global development, and uh, I have a lot of fun. <laughs> going out and uh, helping with our members. We have over 300,000 members in 144 countries. Focus right now is um, not just growing the membership in those countries, but also uh, um, growing the presence and working with uh, political delegates from the various countries uh, not just the entrepreneurs.
1: Awesome. So um, we feel privileged that uh, with you uh, coming to Toronto on June 22nd um, to be able to share the wisdom of CEO space. So the, our, uh, the, the uh, title or the workshop um, event is called Authentic Leadership, Creating a Culture of Wellbeing in the Workplace. So tell, um, tell us a little bit about how you got started. And uh, obviously you've been in, in the field of um, personal development for a long time. Um, So tell me a bit about that and, um, you know, what brings you, what keeps you in a field for that long? Obviously I've I've chatted with you before and you're quite passionate about it. Um, So tell me, tell me a bit about
0: uh, your beginnings. Sure. My beginnings, I would say in personal development, I found Tony Robbins when he was struggling to get a hundred people for a weekend for a firewalk and we helped put him on the map and then his info commercial kicked in and that helped uh, carry them quite a diff, uh, distance and then found a little uh, group that at the time it was called Peter Low International which is also a Canadian group I believe right there in Toronto where you are they were doing about to 6,700 uh, people per event they were doing one a month uh, 10 months out of the year we quickly ramped them up to where we were doing between 12 to 25,000 per event three times a week and doing 11 months out of the year and in, in just packing stadiums, I was introduced to CEO Space uh, several years later and by a gentleman by the name of Art Linkletter, who in the 60s and 70s had a show called Kids Say the Darndest Things. And I was quite skeptical of this thing called CEO Space because I'd never heard of it. Yet all of my friends, all these big names that I put on stages were all members. Okay. And and so I went with reluctance. They had a money back guarantee, still do today. Um, But I was dead set in my own mind that I had seen everything and done everything. So I knew I was going to get my refund. And uh, actually what happened is I was so impressed because everything else out there, is just a a pitch fest. And this was refreshingly different. And it was a group of collaborative people that came together to conspire together to help each other grow their businesses. And when I say businesses, some extremely big names, just in the publishing side, you've got CEO space is responsible for the of the secret. Chicken Soup for the Soul. Mark and Jack actually met there. The title came from there, as did uh, many of their early authors. Uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Uh, The list goes on in that list. The producer that put Oprah Winfrey on the map. Uh, Non publishing uh, that people know is Ugg Booth, Airborne by Second Gold. I almost spoke. A second grade school teacher. Yeah, in fact. She couldn't afford us. We showed her how to raise the money so she could. Took her all the way, including her exit in 2010, for half a billion dollars. So CO Space has got a lot of good people that help each other, and it's collaborative. Um, and it's amazing what happens with the human spirit when you create that cooperation, Environment within a group of people that are like-minded,
1: right? Because you know, with uh, our our event, it's it's about talking about how authentic leaders, and entrepreneurs need to be authentic and connected, right? So if you think about it, you know, I think of a lot of experiences when I've been an executive in a health and wellness firm, and you would have you know senior level VPs um, just being downright toxic. Um, to you know behind the house and then they were frontward facing to the clients and, and then they were basically on stage or they were kind of polished but what was happening in the reality of some of this environments unfortunately Dave was that it was it was quite toxic so I find it interesting that you're, you're talking about collaboration because unfortunately in the corporate sector what happens is it becomes so competitive that it's it's almost like people are clawing their way up and unfortunately sometimes even more so when you're a female at an executive level so tell me how do you like with with collaboration and ceo space what's the difference how do you attract the people that you attract and how do you um if you do have someone that's a more um uh, individual and individualistic how, how how do you work with them
0: well, first, we'll judge as to whether we let them in or not. We're private, we're by invite only. We weed out those that aren't cooperative. And collaboration, cooperation is a buzzword the last few days, I would say. Uh, uh, not the last few days, the last few years, probably the last three, maybe five years. CEO space has been putting it into practice for 30 years and proving it. The number one difference is cooperative capitalism. Mm-hmm. capitalism much like socialism communism et cetera, is another failed system the only thing that's been proven to work is cooperative capitalism and when people learn what cooperative capitalism is then it makes sense to them and they get it and there are you know if somebody's on the fence we believe that hey this is somebody that is is a giver, they're not a taker, mm-hmm. then uh, we'll give them an opportunity to, uh, to prove us right that uh, they'll catch on as well.
1: Okay. And when it
0: does, it's, a, it's unstoppable.
1: So you're really kind of vetting people out once you uh, expose them to the environment or are you doing a bit of a, a, a like a meet and greet initially to get a sense of them before you expose them to the space?
0: Yeah, and a lot can be done just in conversation on a phone call. I've been doing this for uh, long enough that I know what the keys are, what somebody is, et cetera, just by the words they use and and, uh, some of their background, et cetera. And uh, it's refreshing to find people that truly are collaborative, that truly are – and those people. And I'll say this, not everyone – recognizes CEO space as something that they want to do the first time they meet us. Usually it takes between three and seven contacts, exploring, conversations, etc. Maybe even putting them on their strategies that can help them better understand how CEO space can help their business grow much faster, much further. That said, about 10% of the people out there, and I was one of them, when we get the idea of cooperative capitalism and see how it works, it's like, wow, I've been looking for something like this my entire life. That was part of my skepticism as well, is I couldn't believe that there was a group of, of, at the time, I think there was uh, about 75,000 people around the world. I couldn't believe there was a large group that came together on a regular basis That did business the way that I was raised, you know, with the same values as my grandparents that were passed on to my parents, et cetera. And, you know, the, the values of the greatest generation that I couldn't believe that it existed in business and I hadn't heard about it. Right. So that created some uh, skepticism as well. I'm just, plus i got two uh, pairs of glasses. I only need one. So just, just
1: one. Just one to see. That's all. That's right. <laughs> the other one could be decoration. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's that. Uh, that's. Really interesting because I can tell you, um, obviously, being have been, having been an executive, but also um, as an entrepreneur, it's finding the right synergies with the people that you want to relate to, and that's that can be difficult, right? Based on certain environments that you get get you go into. Let's say I'm a you know entering an environment and I'm shifting careers. Someone like me that um, was a psychotherapist and now I'm you know speaking and training. Um, you know, those types of things. It's a shift. It's a pivot to do something new. And it I'm, is. Yeah. And I'm entering a field and then I go, you know, you go into arenas and then oftentimes I, I'm, I'm interested to hear your feedback. There's, there's a lot of, I'm going to use the word fear because there seems to be a lot of egos sometimes when you're trying to break into um, certain fields.
0: Right. Well, yeah. You are who you are and when you're living your authentic self, then it's easy to fit in where you belong. And we've changed cultures, uh, whether it's 3M, IBM, we changed the cultures, they sent our, their leaders to CEO space to change their culture within. And uh, most of us uh, in North America have been watching cooperation versus competition for years. Microsoft was so competitive that they wouldn't allow each of uh, the different silos to talk to one another, and what happened? They would put out crappy product, crappy product after crappy product after crappy product, and finally they're just coming around to being more cooperative and they're starting to get things right. Apple, on the other hand, was so cooperative that people were willing to sleep near their desk and work there and and they it, they created community within their workspace, and Apple thrived. I remember, uh, in fact, I was fortunate enough to be able to uh, to say this isn't true, and I'm going to capitalize on it. When people were saying uh, Apple is going out of business, Apple's going to go bankrupt, those types of things, and uh, uh, I remember Bill Gates. But I think it was $150 million worth of Apple stock back in the, uh, in the nineties. And I thought, well, if he can, I can too. so that was a fun little ride, but Apple just proved their cooperation in their environment. And it's, it's thrived. Um, There's, there's still a lot of cooperation, although Tim needs to, he doesn't quite understand it the way Steve Jobs does and Apple, even though they're moving forward, there's, there's some things that they could work on.
1: So definitely uh, collaborative and cooperative. And I know um, at our events, you're going to um, be speaking, but you're also going to be doing um Uh, you know, I'm going to call it like, it's like speed dating, but it's, it's speed date. It's speed dating for entrepreneurs where you, where you, you do uh, something called snap, which I'd like you to talk a little bit about that and how it, how it originated. And um, if people, we would love people to obviously come out and join us on June, June 22nd um, at the Sandman in Mississauga on Dixie road. What, what would they expect um, from, obviously, the, you know, having the snap or being part of that networking event?
0: Snap, <clears throat> excuse me, snap starts, or it stands for Super Networking Accelerates Potential. Okay. And what I'm gonna do, it, it's not speed dating what it is, it's super networking, it's connecting at the heart level, at the authentic level, and uh, basically, I'm bringing cooperative capitalism To your event, I'm gonna set it up so everyone can experience it, and we're gonna do it early in the day. So then it carries out the rest of the day on every break, on the lunch break, etc. And it's so refreshing, even for people that hate networking, they love this because you're off guard, you're not selling yourself. You're basically it's bringing everybody together, bringing all resources together, so people can share and help each other. And uh, if there are any givers in the audience, they're going to really love this. Um, For those that are just there to take it, you'll definitely stand out if you're unable to set your agenda aside for just a short little while. And it's going to be uncomfortable. And that's okay. Either you get it or you don't. Um, But um, usually if you have a room of two or 300 people, you might have two or three people that leave the room. Because it's so uncomfortable, the idea of cooperation is so uncomfortable for them. But we're seeing that all around the world, just in the political arenas. People are coming together, and they're getting rid of the people that aren't cooperating. People want their countries back. Mm -hmm. And uh, the world is coming together in cooperation. And that's the only way that we can ever continue to move on.
1: So... Can I ask, what kind of things do you do? Can you give us an example? Because I'm curious now, right? Because I know that, you know, to get connected, it, it's, it's difficult, right? Because we're gonna, we're gonna meet a room of 400 people um, and you're gonna somehow get us to connect. Now, I mean, obviously in my space and your space, we're accustomed to doing these kinds of things. I would assume a lot of entrepreneurs do do that because they have to, you know, network and market and get out there. Um, Give me an example of some of the little things that you do um, that people may be exposed to, or is it an entire process? Yeah, with
0: the time that we have on a short little uh, cast like this, there isn't the the time to go in depth, but I can give you examples. And I've given you some already, but let's take um, something that was a hot topic uh, just a few years ago. In the Muslim community alone, you've got four sects. And you've got, uh, you take the Sunnis and Shiites, for example. They're they're fighting within one religion over competition. Mm -hmm. And they're magnifying their differences. And if we're able to teach them to celebrate each other's differences, it changes, it shifts, and what it leaves for the children of tomorrow is outstanding. Um, for example, you teach them to celebrate differences rather than magnify. They're magnifying a difference is, oh, well, you're this, and you do this, and you wear this, and you eat this, and you talk like this, etc. But if you celebrate a difference, oh, it, you know, become curious. Tell me about your food. Tell me about your dance. Tell me about your gowns. What does this mean in part of your celebration? Share with me your celebrations. How does that work? And um, I want to know how that's unique with mine. And then each side's sharing what their celebrations are like, and they're realizing, wow, that's magnificent. Because you never want to take magnificence away from another human spirit. You want to breathe magnificence into them and if the children are raised learning to celebrate each other rather than magnify the differences man the future is incredible and it's something i want to stick around for
1: (laughs) so you're already having people see people for who they are versus that you're different than me you're something
0: weird
1: you're something to say now, I'm from Trinidad and Tobago originally, and, um, you know, coming from a little island, uh, you know, I was quite young when I came to Canada, and it was, it was difficult because it's not that people didn't want to know, but a lot of people, if you're, if you're different, and I'm going back, you know, into the, you know, late 80s, um, there wasn't a lot, a lot of diversity like there is now, and people would kind of, you know, they weren't sure, do you speak English? I'm like, yeah, I speak the Queen's English. That's all I grew up. I grew up in a British system. Um, so they didn't know where to put me. So I could see how that would really kind of curiosity. You know, oftentimes people get afraid.
0: Yeah, absolutely. They're they're frightened by it because we're taught to magnify. And here you are, you're speaking proper English, real English. And uh, we're just, we're still learning your language uh, here in the <laughs> States after 200 plus years. Uh, But, yeah, it's you talk from You have an accent. I remember that all the time being raised uh, in a small town in the Great Lakes area is somebody has an accent. It's really magnified back there because people don't understand there's a smaller picture of the world. Of course, now living in a, a much larger city, one of the largest in the U.S., and also traveling the world. You get to pick up on different things. And and I'll hear something now, um, I guess because I do understand cooperation and celebration, et cetera, I wanna find out what are they about? What do I know already about their culture? What can I learn more about their culture? And uh, more importantly, how can we help each other on each other's dreams? Because when you bring dreams together, Mm -hmm. and you magnify them uh, that's pretty incredible that's that is the human spirit Um, also it allows you to become more of your authentic self and uh, it's quite refreshing
1: so we're going to experience that then um, on the 22nd for sure for anybody that's going to attend um, it sounds amazing um, so with, uh, with Bernie, um, what role does Bernie play now with uh, CEO Space? Is he still um, attending events or is it it's something that he's kind of a bit removed now? In
0: 2013, he uh, uh, retired from CEO Space and he handed the reins over to his wife. And uh, his wife, well, to all women, actually, at the executive level. And CEO Space has been ce- celebrating equal partnership for women for 30 years. We're just starting now to hear about it in the corporate realm. But CEO Space, is, has that's been the focus for over 30 years. And I may have shared with you, and I'll certainly – any of the guests that uh, want to contact you, put them in touch with me. There is a uh, video by Sharon Lecter. Now, that, that uh, name may not ring a bell to all of your audience, but to some, they will. And the reason for it is if they have the early uh, books by Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad, Poor Dad books, mm-hmm. it says on the front cover in small print in, on the lower right, written by Sharon Lecter. Sharon also happens to be the only female on the board of the Napoleon Hill Foundation. Sharon also uh, chose CEO Space to not only announce Think and Grow Rich for Women, but also to launch Think and Grow Rich for Women as well. And it's because of CEO Space um, holding a space for equal partnership for women um, through cooperation and collaboration as opposed to, to competition there hasn't been uh, you don't hear about the glass ceiling at ceo space because of all these powerful women
1: well that's that what a refreshing space um as a female entrepreneur um wanting to be able to be treated the same and i, I know also um some of the information that i've looked at i see that uh, lisa nichols was uh you know her space she spent um and and she you know i was watching something on youtube and she talked about the impact that um ceo space had on her and when she was beginning because she you know and, and how much more authentic can you get than lisa nichols that's Truly. right like, I mean, she's captivating. Uh, you know, I, I still t- listen to that story about when, you know, when she, you know, the diaper story, which kind of sits with me. And anybody that's not heard her talk about that, she talks about, you know, her struggles <clears throat> and how real it was when she was starting off and that she had to do something different because the legacy to her son was that he was not going to go through this like she has. <clears throat> um, but what, what, a, what an inspiration when I, I watched um, her story.
0: Yes, Lisa is, uh, for those that aren't familiar, Lisa is the lady from The Secret with the big orange afro that uh, her story was before she found CEO Space, she was a junior high dropout single mom living in South Central LA, uh, dodging, literally dodging bullets on her way to and from school from gangs. And she wanted out of that life. She didn't know how. She's another one she couldn't figure out, you know, she couldn't afford to CEO space, certainly. And we helped her raise the capital to get there. And she came uh, the over 48 times to CEO space. Mm. Lisa uh, got to a point where she is now able to teach capital. Back then, she didn't understand it. She'd break down crying, et cetera. I can't do this. Um We were able to connect her with Chicken Soup for the Soul. She did Chicken Soup for the African-American Soul. She uh, later did, she was the first woman in the history of publishing. I'm I'm sorry, not the first. She was the second woman to receive a million-dollar advance on her first solo release, which was No Matter What, which came out of CEO Space. She launched the CEO Space. But the first woman had far more advantages than Lisa did. The first woman was Hillary Clinton as they were leaving the White House after all the blue dress scandal or whatever you want to call it. Yes, yes. yes. Um, so there was reason for that. Lisa was—it was her trials and triumph in her story, and no matter what, and being a no matter what mindset on how to get you there, and. Uh, it's incredible. And, and we're excited that uh, we may be seeing more of Lisa at CEO space than we have in the last couple of years. And it's always good when, when somebody does come back home.
1: What an inspiration, you know, um, to, when you really listen to her path and how much she shares and, uh, you know, the steps that she took. And that's, you know, where she's gotten out and she talks so much about authenticity and that that's the key. The more people get an essence of who you are, that's what you relate to. And like you said earlier, Dave, not everybody is going to be into her story. Right. But she found her tribe, um, you know, and, you know, with us at... um, the event uh, that's coming up on the twenty second is that authenticity to have leaders recognize it, to have entrepreneurs recognize that connection is key to be able to kind of you know leverage and be able to move along versus kind of um, you know being stratified and feeling like they have to be in competition. There's, e- there's enough for everybody, and everybody has a message, um, and you know you will find the right people based on, on the message that that you're you're putting out in the world.
0: Absolutely. And uh, that's another thing people will experience is that cooperation. We've proved it for over 30 years that it does work. Even I'll use real estate as an example because almost everybody knows someone in real estate. We'll take two people from the same industry, two realtors, for example. If they work in competition, they're fighting like dogs over a bone for scraps, Mm -hmm. and it makes it rough. But if we teach them cooperation, how to work together, they'll make far more together than they ever would alone working against each other, Mm -hmm. even if they're with two totally different firms. It's amazing, and again, it comes back to the human spirit. It comes back to cooperation. It's teaching them how to do it. And we will find, I will say this to you, because it's easy to, for, through my experience, my observation, um, that we will find many miracles that will come out of this exercise in the room. There are going to people, be people that will pick up business right on the spot. There are going to be long lost whatever's that have been able to connect um, through this process. It's truly amazing. And uh, when we try to conceptualize it in our head, if we've done a lot of uh, personal development or business development as I had when I came across it, it makes it very tough because we try to figure it out from everything else that we've done or learned or heard, et cetera. And that's what hurt me. It, it created the skepticism. But when I first experienced it, it was so simple and so amazing. It was, it was daunting that no one else had ever come close to be, being able to create something like this as Bernie Dorman did. And by the way, I didn't answer fully your last question. Bernie is still involved with CEO Space. He does uh, still come around from time to time and he'll speak to groups. He does host CEO Space uh, now that we've moved it to his uh, near his home in Tarpon Springs, Florida, it makes it a lot easier. Uh, for 20 years, we were near uh, LAX in Los Angeles and nine and a half years at Lake Las Vegas, and then in 2016 moved our corporate, or moved our events nearer our corporate headquarters, which are in the Tampa Bay area. Then we meet five times a year, every March, May, July, October, and December, And I, like most any other CEO space uh, 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 member, about this time when it's getting this close to our May event, uh, they're getting ready to come back to another free enterprise forum.
1: Awesome. Well, I'm excited. I can't wait because uh, I'm. I want to get involved and in, uh, experience SNAP. It sounds like, and I know I've talked to Elena. She's obviously been involved. Elena Chapman is the uh, one of the um, international speakers that will be there. Um, PJ Gaz is also a psychologist that will be involved. Um, and everybody has been through it, and they, you know, they've they've tried to explain it to me. But I think you've done a little bit more of a, you know. Uh, giving me a better understanding. So any, for anybody listening, um, please come out. Um, you know, you'll have the pleasure of meeting Dave. Obviously we have our, um, uh, Brian Cuban, um, who will be speaking, um, also at our events. Um, and we're, so we have a, a, a really good lineup and I think, uh, we'll get a lot of, of that day, um, in spending the time together. Now, Dave, if anybody wants to get a hold of you, um, please tell them where they can get a hold of you. Um, They can obviously come and meet you in person. And um, I know I can tell um, that we're all going to have, you know, lots of time to be able to mingle and uh, connect. Uh, Where can people get a hold of you if they want more information, even before the event? Um, And then hopefully they'll come out on the 22nd to meet you in in, in, uh, Mississauga.
0: Yeah, because uh, the email address, my corporate email address is almost... Uh, 35 letters long. I'm going to give the easiest. It's Dave Phillipson, all one word at Gmail. Just use my personal account. I can do it that. They can uh, contact me through you as well. Uh, or they can text or they can uh, uh, call 7148869 CEO or 9236 or find me on Twitter that trust you.
1: Okay, awesome. Well, this has been amazing. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, you're the first uh, interview for the event and um, we're, uh, yeah, so we're wrapping up and, um, you know, I started with uh, the marketing yesterday. Uh, Brian Cuban's He's, uh, he's excited and he's out, uh, you know, can't wait to meet everyone also. And of course, I know you know Elena and, and um, PJ very well. Um, and obviously myself being on stage, will be a pleasure to be able to share the stage with all of you. Um, so uh, till we meet um, on the 22nd, um, thanks so much for being here. I know you've provided a lot to my listeners and um, you know if anything um, when I listen to Dave I recognize it's all about like you said the human spirit and when I speak on authenticity with leaders I talk about the importance of the bigger picture if people can get a sense of who you are um, they'll do things like you said people sleep uh, you know slept to places like um, the headquarters of Apple because they bought into the big picture or the why of what why things were being done versus it being a transaction um, as human beings we need to feel like we're part of a bigger cause so with uh i look forward to um you know the uh, events uh, on the june 22nd um there will be a link attached uh, to the end of this podcast and if you need anything uh, please feel uh, free to reach out to me at roxanne at roxanderhodge.com um, or you can reach me on facebook or twitter or linkedin Okay, again, Dave, thanks so much, and uh, we'll look forward to connecting with you soon. Take care.
0: Thank you.